Hello and welcome back to the No More Trauma podcast. My name is Tanya, trauma survivor, certified trauma-informed yoga teacher, student, therapist, coach, and wellness facilitator. My mission is to provide healing, mental health tips, and inspiration for living a trauma-free lifestyle. You can find this podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Now, the purpose of the yoga series is to gather medical diagnosis and challenges and applying a yogic perspective, a wellness option, and inspiration for achieving a goal of healing and vitality. The information I offer on the podcast is based on my life as a student and a teacher, my experiences as a certified coach, yoga, and wellness professional. This does not substitute or replace any medical or holistic services that you may or may not be receiving. So if you are new and first time listening in on this podcast, I welcome you here. Uh, And if you're a returning listener, uh, welcome back. Happy New Year. It's the first uh, session or episode um, of the new year, 2024. So I'm really excited. Um, as always, <laughs> um, to bring different topics uh, to uh, the podcast. So today's episode uh, will be discussing thyroid dysfunction. And so as I'm going as I'm going through my training, I'm bringing the case studies uh, here and just documenting my journey as well as uh, being able to share that with you as well. So I'd like to go over the client, the person that we are working with today. So we have a 27-year-old female looking to build strength and deepen the yoga uh, yoga practice, presenting as a kapha pitta prakriti, a kapha vritti imbalance. Symptoms include inflammation, adrenal fatigue, thyroid dysfunction, anxiety, and episodes of sadness. This client is currently being treated with natural thyroid medications by a PA and a holistic healthcare group. And this client is unresponsive to the natural thyroid medication and will return to be tested before switching back to synthetic pharmaceuticals if natural alternative doesn't work. Upon initial assessment, the client did not appear to have any clinical manifestations of depression or anxiety. The client is high-functioning and consistently engaging in exercise, social activities, and rest activities. Now, this client does show an intense aversion to our pharmaceutical drugs and wants to live a natural lifestyle using mindfulness and a diet to maintain balance. Now, during this client's initial meeting, the client was asked to take a modified push-up to test their strength. The client observed to bend the elbows just about 20 degrees before pushing back up, and the client's muscles were starting to fire up. The client appears to have strength to go deeper in the posture. However, when asked to um, not bend the elbows more, uh, more deeply, that's when the client replied that she doesn't trust herself uh, or trust uh, her arms to actually hold her up. 
And this realization actually brought her to tears. Another realization that her entire life, she really just felt unsupported uh, by family members um, and feeling unsupported in her body. So the client shows multiple instances of tearful expression, shame has come up, uh, some fear and just experiences uh, a perception that yoga therapy may not be for her uh, or the yoga therapist may not be able to handle uh, her particular experience and diagnoses. So as I look at this, uh, there are a couple things as a yoga therapy uh, student, um, therapist, uh, that I like to look at, okay? Uh, so the couple things that I wish to look at are the imbalances. Uh, that's the first thing I want to see, uh, you know, where this client, how they're showing up to me. Uh, and so a couple things that I've noticed, right? And that, and that is that there are some imbalances with her ability to connect to her body, right? Uh, because there is a disconnect mentally and physically of her strength. Right. Um, so there's also some, you know, we know that she is diagnosed with thyroid dysfunction. Um, and so, and that's what's causing her sadness. That's uh, is bringing on her uh, disconnect. Right. And so, and we'll, and I'll go into that further. So as I look first, my assessment, so the client wishes to, because we're looking at what her goals are and she wants to be, you know, she wants to have this natural lifestyle uh, without taking the pharmaceutical medication um, while being diagnosed with the thyroid dysfunction. She has an active lifestyle, but experiencing that coffin imbalance. Uh, and so uh, again, showing signs of inflammation and adrenal fatigue and this is preventing her from that sattva. And I believe I mentioned that in the uh, recent e episode. So that sattva is that gonna be that place of harmony and that place of balance, that place of peace, that comfort in the body. And so she, she is attempting to attain that. But however, when we're, when she's asked to do the push-up, that's when her mental her mental state shifts into the kapha. So again, as we're doing our assessment and we're trying to discover what those imbalances are, a couple of things that I'm looking for um, is I'm doing a chakra, uh, chakra, <laughs> excuse me, so a chakra uh, evaluation. And so, I'm looking at the inner energy centers in which that may appear to be balance or imbalance. And so that imbalance I can see uh, is first and foremost, uh, the throat chakra, right? Because that's what the thyroid, that's where it sits. Um, that thyroid is sitting in the throat space. 
Um, and again, I'll go over that a little bit more. Um, but right now I wanna just focus on the imbalances of the chakras. And so not only that is we were starting to see that lack of confidence, right? Um, and so that's that solar plexus. So right, right underneath that breastbone, um, so this is where that confidence is going to sit, that willpower, that strength, uh, maybe even optimism. Uh, and then the, the root, right? So that root space, we're starting to look for, um, you know, not feeling grounded or supported. Um, and then that's, you know, in that sacred chakra as we start to move up. Um, so right around the navel area, if not lower. Uh, this is where, this is where we may experience feelings of, you know, shame and guilt. Okay. They may even physically, um, those sensations, you know, because from the root chakra up until that sacral, all of that's feeling imbalance and it may even cause a uh, uh, curling in the curling in the shoulders. Okay. Um, another thing I want to look at is, of course, um, doing a guna evaluation. Um, uh, and so the gunas, uh, those those are the three that I've mentioned before. And so um, in another previous episode, where we talk about, um, again, that quality in which we may show up or the embodiment. And so tamasic, um, maybe feeling a little bit heavy, a little dark. Uh, a little depressed, uh, sadness, low energy. And so uh, because she's feeling more tamasic, uh, this is where, again, tapping into that solar plexus area uh, where I want to increase some of her willpower. So uh, increasing some of that strength, right? Or that ability to have a little bit more strength, uh, not just physically, but emotionally. Um, and so in that postural assessment, that's also where I talked about, you know, her inability to, um, do the modified push-ups, uh, there again, that weakness because of, you know, it's kind of like a domino effect because that lack of connectedness to the solar plexus or, you know, even the root, you know, of my family, and I really want you know, invite you as you're listening to see if there's anything that you may connect with. And so, um, you know, if there's a lack of feeling supported, you know, maybe that be by family, maybe that be by, you know, our friends um, or even our coworkers or our boss, someone we may admire or look up to. It may start to stimulate uh, the rest of the the those emotions were gonna start to reveal itself in the way that we stand or maybe sit, right? So again, the shoulders maybe rolling over, um, that guilt and shame. It may, you know, present. We may present ourselves in a way where we don't sit with the crown of the head in line with spine. We may start to just punch over, right? Um, we're closing in and protecting ourselves, you know, so, or protecting the heart space. Uh, so 
Um, also, uh, PIE's evaluation, so physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, um, as I do that assessment and I'm, you know, working with this client, I start to uh, automatically become aware that this client is not physically connected. Uh, and so there may be a disconnect there. And so I would definitely want to uh, work with this client in that area. Uh, and because of not feeling supported, I talked about how the mental state begins to shift with this client, the, the, the VCALPA. Um, and so it's referring to the imagination, the fantasy or the illusion. Uh, and so uh, it can mean thinking of situations from the past, right? Um, imagining different, different results or daydreaming, right? Because this client feels strong. They're like, oh, okay, I have an active lifestyle. However, when we're, you know, when asked to do the modified push-up, that mental fluctuate, that mental state begins to shift. Um, so there may be some illusion there, um, or there may be actually attachment, right? You know, I am not, I'm not strong because my family said X, Y, Z, or I'm not strong because I can't do this modified push-up. So little couple in couple of inconsistencies there that we're starting to look at. So feeling, and I kind of want to talk about that, talk about this. So feeling physically strong, but not mentally strong. Um, so that endurance. So I, I'm wanting to, this is me personally, I like to get rid of this idea of strong uh, or this word strong and replace it with endurance, right? Or stamina, increased stamina. Uh, personal opinion, strong can just kind of diminish someone's emotional and energetic experience and just leaning into endurance. Sometimes that, that reframing can make or, you know, that simple change of wording can also make it more approachable for someone's experience. Uh, so, again, this client's feeling active or having this active lifestyle, but she feels lethargic, depressed, heavy, okay? And so as we move through uh, looking at the thyroid imbalance, so what are what anyone who's not familiar with thyroid imbalances uh, or just not familiar at all or may have their personal experience with it, just kind of uh, explaining what those are. Um, hyperthyroidism symptoms, it includes tiredness. When, they're, when it's underactive, you're going to experience, experience tiredness. Uh, sensitivity to cold, constipation, dry skin, weight gain, puffy face, uh, maybe a hoarse voice, uh, and coarse hair and skin. And just being mindful, I have some visitors, some, <laughs> I think some birdies, so you may get some of those natural sounds of the birds. Uh, blessing this podcast, <laughs> blessing this case study. All right. So both men and women, I also found this um, with uh, underactive thyroid from NHS Inform. Um, both men and women can have underactive thyroid. It's although it's more common in women, 
in the UK, it affects 15 in every 1,000 women and one in one uh, every one in 1,000 men. Um, so children can also develop underactive thyroid as well. So now that we know what we know, <laughs> um, what are we going to create as a as a as a treatment plan, right? So if this client was to come into my practice or give me a ring and say, Tanya, I want to, you know, I want to work with you, and um, what would you suggest? A um, couple things. Um, I would like to work with this uh, uh, client. Um, well, first, I want to backtrack really quickly, just in case. Uh, the first thing is, as I'm working with the client, because I'm, you know, as I'm looking at, as I'm doing the assessment, I'm also wanting to um, take a look at the goals. What are the client's goals when working with me? Uh, and so this client's wanting to, again, build stamina or endurance uh, and better and build their yoga practice. Great to hear. So another thing that I start to look at is where where are areas of opportunity that this client can particularly work with someone else, right? What are some things that uh, I may not be able to support? And that may be with the diet as of right now. <laughs> uh, but are you, you know, so referring out to a nutritionist or Ayurveda nutritionist? Um, as at this moment, I'm not certified in Ayurveda. Um, so, you know, should she want to change her diet, she can work with a nutritionist. Um, and another thing that I would recommend or suggest um, for a referral is working with the family therapist, right? She did mention that, you know, feeling unsupported or, you know, uh, a lack of support from family, uh, then this would be a great place that uh, suggestion to refer to this client. So I would also suggest, furthermore, uh, in, due to the inflammation, I would suggest uh, fennel seed. It's a very good inflammation uh, seed and herb just to add into maybe an omelet or breakfast, whatever that looks like. Uh, and then turmeric powder. Or, or curcuma in a combination with black pepper. These are all um, uh, great uh, inflammation um, supporters. Uh, so that can help relieve some of that inflammation. So again, we're focusing on the Maldahara. Uh, so the root chakra, the plexus, solar plexus on the Manipura. Uh, so as we begin to move into an asana, uh, a yogic practice, uh, I would suggest, you know, maybe the first few weeks, maybe that first uh, first four weeks, we begin a morning hatha flow to help build strength. Hatha, we're going to, the reason why I choose Hatha is because we're holding those poses a little bit longer. Uh, we're holding those poses anywhere between uh, 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 three and five breaths. 
Um, so, so, so sitting in that pose can help build some of that strength, right? So we're looking at poses like, you know, baby cobra for that back bend, also um, targeting that throat chakra, okay? Uh, that bridge pose, you know, also going to help build strength in the arms and both the baby cobra and the bridge pose. Uh, eagle arms. Eagle arms is going to open up those shoulders. Is also uh, going to support with focus, balance, right? Uh, cat cow again, uh, creating strength in the overall posture itself, right? So warming up that spine, also warming up the throat space, right? Relieving any tension, uh, and then uh, plank pose. Another good pose that I think is going to be great to help build some of that arm strength, right? To help, you know, working its way into or even plank pose to downward dog, you know, and kind of repeating that a few times. So that's, you know, building some of that tapas, right? So if we look at the eight limbs of yoga, uh, that tapas is discipline, right? So the if you're wanting to deepen the yoga practice in the physical form, then we go to the asana. And I believe that going from, you know, whether it's uh, plank pose, plank pose, the downward facing dog or uh, dolphin pose, right? Um, you know, doing a couple of those just to warm up um, during those first few weeks. And then we can build. And as a yoga therapist, I'm also being receptive and observant to the client, right? If I feel like there's progress being made, then of course, we're going to continue, continue on to kind of build more. But if I see that there's still some resistance uh, or, you know, uncertainty um, or just, you know, showing up to the, to the practice, um, with you know just not ready then that's okay my my goal is to meet the client student where they are okay speaking of um activating this throat chakra so going back to that thyroid and the throat chakra uh it's going to be uh situated the uh thyroid right so it's going to be that gland that regulates processing of energy in the body through temperature growth and metabolism okay um, and it's linked to the mouth, to the jaws, to the tongue, uh, the palate, the shoulders, the neck. So that whole area, right? So we want to maybe add some vibration in there with uh, at the, you know, chanting and affirmation. Okay. Um, so chanting and affirmation such as, I trust my abilities and know that I am capable of great things. Oh. So. Again, I trust my abilities and I know that I'm capable of great things. Beautiful affirmation um, because it's reframing, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not strong. You know, my parents don't support me and this doesn't feel good. When we choose affirmations such as this one, automatically we may start to feel that warmth in that solar plexus, right? That willpower, that strength, that confidence. And so coupling that with the asana, 
can we really create something beautiful and magical within the client itself, right? Feeling more empowered. Yeah. Uh, another great affirmation is I am healthy. I'm healthy and I am strong. So again, we can remove that word strong because sometimes it can diminish someone's experience um, when they're not feeling uh, so strong, right? Um, but replacing that with I am healthy and full of stamina. I am healthy and I am full of stamina. Again, immediately just saying that my whole face lights up. So a very, very powerful affirmation. <clears throat> so bedtime, during, again, this is during the first few weeks. We can explore um, uh, Swadhyaya, um, self-study, where we get to really self-observe and look at ourselves and discover what are the things that are showing up, right? Uh, what are the things that are I'm constantly ruminating over, right? So what are these things that are constantly showing up for the client? Isn't, is it this thought or idea that I am not worthy, right? Uh, is it, you know, am I attached to the outcome of this? You know, like, is that that self-fulfilling uh, self prophecy that if, if this is what I believe, then it must be true. And, you know, so we're also going into that satya uh, as well. What is true and what is not, you know? Is it true that I am not worthy, right? Is it true that I am, I'm not really strong and I don't deserve this? And, you know, my challenges are just too much for a yoga therapist, right? So we can start to unpack um, some of that uh, uh, thought, yeah. So S-A-T-Y-A, um, finding that truthfulness in what it is that we choose to believe and attach ourselves to. Uh, and swadhyaya, okay? So that self-examination and how do we do that? We do that by journaling. Um, we can do that by one of my absolute favorites is walking meditation. So walking on the beach, walking on, you know, in our garden, um, you know, walking up and down the halls, you know, for, you know, someone that's listening in, say maybe you're a teacher, or an administrator, um, or working in, you know, another type of corporate position. And sometimes you just want, you know, something, you know, if that negative thought tends to come up, then you have an opportunity to walk out into the halls um, to just allow your time and you allow yourself some space for uh, swadhyaya, and that's your self-study. Just kind of observing, how am I reacting? right? So this feeling, thought, or belief, you know, like, am I agitated? Am I tensing up? Am my shoulders getting tight? Okay. Uh, so a couple things there to, you know, kind of explore uh, for anyone who's listening, any of this may resonate. Um, and then of course, this client that we're working with. Um, because as, the reason why we do that 
the self study is we want to, you know, as the client mentions, is um, Sam uh, Sam Sam Dehai, if I'm saying it correctly, um, is that uh, space of bliss. Okay, because as we continue these practices, these poses, these affirmations, then the idea is, you know, have I reached this place of possibly Santosha? I like to, I, I personally think that they can go interchangeable because if I feel this place of bliss, you know, it's kind of like, I like to think of it as um, maybe that moment when you, I, I'm sorry, I think of a, you know, a really nice piece of a fudge brownie <laughs> you take that first bite, that first bite, or maybe those little chocolates. I think they were called bliss bars and you bite it and you're like, oh my goodness, this is bliss. I feel so good. <laughs> So there's that Santosha and Santosha is that place of contentment. Can I be content with myself right here, right now? And can I be grateful and have this place of gratitude for what I feel? <clears throat> and so maybe the client is just doing that baby cobra and it's like, wow, I feel good. You know, I feel good with the amount of stamina that I have now, the amount of energy that I have now, right? Is it true that I'm weak? No, that's, you know, that is not true, right? We start to peel back the layers and let those things that really didn't matter start to fall away. And we're beginning to the real place of Satya, okay? So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> uh, and so, as we continue on with the physical practice, um, we continue on with maybe instead of those, uh, the baby cobra, the bridge pose, eagle pose, and, and the physical form of the asana, then maybe we can start to um, come to the mat and maybe, you know, one or two, uh, one or two uh, samskaras. Uh, or uh, uh, chaturangas or sun salutations and just kind of feed, see how that feels in the body. Because now, as we're continuing to chant those affirmations to vibrate and um, purify that uh, uh, thyroid in the throat chakra, we now start to explore, how does this feel in my body, right? I've been doing this for a few weeks. I'm feeling supported. I'm feeling like I have stamina. I do trust my abilities and know that I'm capable of great things. I'm healthy. I'm strong. Uh, I'm reaching this place of Santosha, right? I'm starting to figure out what is true for me. Uh, and so now how do I feel in my body? How do I feel physically? You know what? Yeah, it's true. I feel strong. <laughs> I have some stamina. I do feel healthy. Uh, how do I feel, you know, emotionally? You know what? Those things that, you know, I believed in the beginning uh, that I, you know, don't feel supported. I, I know that I support myself, you know, or maybe actually I have a best friend who supports me or you know what? My boss is supporting me. You know, and how do I feel connected to my spirituality, my now yoga practice? I have a routine now and 
at this point, I'm starting to feel really, really good. And so back to that self-study, I would consider a bedtime journaling and reflection and listing those accomplishments. You know what? I've been doing this yoga therapy session for about six going on eight weeks, six, seven, eight weeks, and I'm feeling really accomplished. I'm glad I did it. I am capable of great things and I am healthy. Oh, so, so good. So again, if I'm seeing progress, then I will continue, uh, I will continue to, you know, add in some things if the client has questions, um, again, referring out um, if there's, you know, still some challenges with family, but progress, uh, hoping to see all, all small, and let me rephrase that, even small progress is big progress right? So uh, I really enjoyed this case study here, right? I think it, you know, if any of these resonated with you, you know, if you feel like you need to peel back some layers and reach for your uh, uh, satya, you know, find out what's true and what's not so true, right? And if you need to swadhyaya, uh, yeah, swadhyaya and, you know, figure out some self-reflection, uh, I invite you to do so. Uh, and if, again, the re affirmations resonated with you, right, I trust my abilities and know that I'm capable of great things, then I wish that for you. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a new year. And, you know, I thought this was a great case study to start the year with uh, because I think, you know, many times we, we have these resolutions uh, or these obligations for ourselves. But then, you know, as the months go by, you know, sometimes those there are those thoughts that we may feel like we're not so strong or we may start to second guess ourselves. Maybe I can save up or, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe I, you know, this space doesn't belong to me and I don't feel comfortable here and I don't feel supported. You know, maybe we start to feel disconnected from the root chakra. And so figuring out what things you can take away and what good nourishing things you can add in. If you think yoga therapy is for you, feel free to message me on any of my platforms at AZ No More Trauma. And if you really like this episode, I ask that you give it a like, you give it a comment on any of the platforms that you may be tuned into. I'm so glad you joined me here. And I look forward to seeing you back in our next yoga therapy session. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate organic happiness. But most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste, be well.